Before we get into this week's episode of the official Cella Toys podcast on Grapple Arcade, we have been given direct from the head of Cella the most up-to-date news possible regarding the release date or the pre-order release date for the upcoming Gangrel Wrestling Megastars figure. See, I could do theme tunes. It's all there. It's all off the press. Pablo Melons, it's half the press. This <laughs> is the... straight down from, from, from up on high. <laughs> what was he saying on his intro? It was like, oh, it sounded like you were saying erect, but I don't think he was. Um, sure, let's go with that. Oh, erect. Do, 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 do. Wow, wow. <laughs> I've, I, I've, not, I've not heard a better version of that song, but certainly not a better explanation of what's being said at the start probably something in Romani because potentially Dracula and that um so in the spirit of uh, Dracula and Halloween etc uh this amazing looking gangrel figure probably the best gangrel figure that has ever been made without a doubt is unquestionable unquestionably the best gangrel yeah in the spirit of Halloween it's getting released on Valentine's Day the pre-order yay Because love is a scary thing. Um, and other such it cliches. Sure is. Yeah. Uh, love bites and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, some really, really uh, hot off the press updates uh, going on. Never let it be said that we are not probing Cella for all the, like a pinata for all of the, the candy covered information regarding pre orders. <laughs> Do you, want oh. to, do you want to torture that metaphor a bit more, Pablo Menons, or should we just carry on? <laughs> so, yeah, we want to thank Chella for uh, providing us with that info. So please visit Chella. This is a huge thing. I'm a huge Brood fan. Um, and anyone who was a fan of the Attitude Era is a huge, yeah, has to be a huge Brood fan because they were the, like, the coolest things on the telly uh, for a bit. And uh, Gangrel is amazing. Please check out the Gangrel interview in the in the. Uh, Cello Toys podcast archives as well. He was a lot of fun, very accommodating, answered all my questions, including why is what his pants were made out of. I think it was like a velour, like it was like a two tone velour kind of thing. Oh, they're almost certainly real velour. Yeah. Um, and as a vampire, you know, we, we decided that he's never going to retire because vampires don't die. So, unless I mean garlic and all that and sunlight and steak to the heart. Yeah, but but... They're, they're immortal until they're not. <laughs> And, and another, another T-shirt idea, Pablo Melons. Vampire never retire. <laughs> so, it's not a good idea, <laughs> but it's an idea. <laughs> but what is a good idea is this wonderful figure from Chella. How's that for a, um, a segue? Is that a segue? It's not because we're talking about the same subject. But yes, the Gangrel figure up for pre-order on the 14th of February. It truly will be a St. Valentine's Day massacre, so get your orders in. Order a million of them and plaster your roof with them because um, these are going to be hot property and uh, and they can go with many other figures that have been made from Cello Toys from the Attitude Era as well, so fun, fun and games. So now, enjoy the show where we will be talking about Onita, the new action figure of Onita, as well as the awesome Greg Valentine figure. So yes, Let's take you there.
Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the official Cello Toys podcast on Grapple Arcade. I am Pablo and with me is, it's not arguable anymore, it is undisputed, he is the greatest one foot podcaster in the history of podcasting, both past, present and future, he is Lance. Hello. Happening. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a great uh, catchphrase you've got going on there. The original catchphrase is just, just how I say hello. Well, it's still, though, I think if you say it enough times, it can definitely be uh, made into a T-shirt to be sold on Pro Wrestling Tees. Do you think? And uh, isn't that the goal at the end <laughs> of the day? When you start a pod show or get wrangled in by a company to do a pod show, to end up with T-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. Other T-shirt uh, websites available. Other T-shirt websites definitely available. Uh, and then Quire reminds me, uh, do want to know, how do you spell Sapnin? Sapnin is spelled apostrophe S, apostrophe A, P-P-N-I-N, apostrophe. <laughs> Good. Well, I think you could probably copyright that spelling. Um, well, if I could if I could copyright Fun Cooth, I could definitely copyright Sapnin. <laughs> well, there we are. And I know what you're thinking, dear listener. The podcast has already peaked, but fear not, we are nowhere near peaking. Uh, on this particular podcast it's been a big big week in the world of cella a brand new figure of onita has just been announced it looks amazing um we're going to be chatting next week with uh, brett who will be returning to the podcast uh he is on twitter at b-a-h-u-f-m-w and he was one of the leading authorities in the uh you know, when it comes to FMW, and he's been doing it for 19 years, probably more than that now. But as for now, you've got us uh, two schmucks who are going to fawn over the figure and talk about Unita for a bit, and also uh, talk about the Greg Valentine uh, figure, which uh, Cella announced a little while back now, and it's going to be in that classic rock and roll style uh, from his tag team in WWF, and it fills a huge gap in the retro figure line uh because there were there were only a few made if that and it never got past prototype stage and you would have to sell your arm and your and your foot <laughs> and then lance can only afford the you know you can't afford to sell them i can only afford the one the other ones in the incinerator <laughs> as we were as we learned last week so yeah th- this is going to be made obviously more widely available and dare i say is the definitive Rhythm and Blues style, Greg the Hammer Valentine figure. There have been three in total, if you include the uh, the prototype. And this one, by far, from the jacket, from his hair, the sunglasses, the ring attire, it's incredible. And uh, Chella are knocking it out the park and doing things that are a little bit niche as well. But Chella do listen to the fans and they know what is sought after in uh, in the world of figure collecting as well. So, um, yeah, how have you been? What wrestling have you been watching over the past week? I have been uh, watching almost exclusively New Japan. Nice. Um, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's the best bang for my book, certainly, from a, uh, from a storytelling and in-ring perspective. It has everything that I could possibly want. Um, yeah, my allegiance is with New Japan. Nice. So, so, do you prefer the classic stuff or the newer stuff, or do you just kind of everything? I kind of um, I, I swing I swing both ways, Pub Melons. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's it's like it's all good. There's not a I think there probably are bad matches, but if there are, I haven't seen one. Um, 
kind of what happens when you're such a big like Hiroshi Tanahashi fan, mm-hmm. uh, such as I am. You know, he's uh, he's a, he's just one of the best. And you know, there's a, a connection there with Onita because he had his he had his uh, he had his uh, his time in in New Japan as well, bringing his. Uh, Exploding barbed wire, about uh, no rope barbed wire, exploding matches. I've butchered that, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, no rope, exploding barbed wire, death matches. There we go. There you go. Um, I'd get there in the end. Um, uh, most most famously with Chono at uh, Tokyo Dome. Um, probably more famous for the entrance that he did. To be honest, because there's uh, there's only videos of, of of the entrance alone. Match was good, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but um, yes, the entrance well, is is the is the best bit of that, for, as far as Onita's concerned. Well, admittedly, uh, as a certainly old school WWF fan, and when I say old school, I mean anything from when they started recording stuff, or at least when the tape still existed. I mean, there's some stuff from the 60s. There's not a lot, uh, but certainly from like the mid-70s onwards uh, till about 1998, that is kind of my area. So FMW, admittedly, I think the phrase would be, I know bollock all about FMW, which is why uh, your wonderful self is a part of this podcast and Brett will be here next week for me to throw questions at. I think it might be fun because you'll see me learn and go ah like quite a bit um you know i watched the dark side of the ring episode and i, f- I found it better to just be honest and yeah you know, just say look i know very little about unita and fmw um so you know i think it just honesty is the best policy i don't know maybe not maybe well, I that's the lie. phrase i don't know whether i don't know whether that's what you mean but that's the phrase <laughs> Well, from a completely before we get into the figure as well, and I must say, uh, the uh, the big daddy figure, the dynamite kid figure, the giant haystacks in his blue gear are still all up for pre order. Uh, but the Hayabusa figure has actually sold out, hasn't it, Lance? It has sold out. That's that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate because Onita is the absolute best comparison companion piece to the Hayabusa figure. Of course, if you already got the Hayabusa figure. You have to get the Onita figure, so you know that's already that's already baked in. And like um, you say, you know, Chella, do again they listen to fans, but they also know what a collector would want as well. So they don't do one name without thinking. Right, we've got to have someone to match as well. And and the, the thing I love about Chella is the range of they're not just sticking with one time period. Um, they're doing what makes sense for certain figures, like the the Bone Christian Wrestlers line. They have to be have been active on television between '95 and '99, uh, but it seems well. It's definitely more open for the uh, for the wrestling uh, megastars line, uh, which is tons of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so let's get into the actual uh, figure, uh, you know, because the uh, the blueprints from the Incredible Tippy uh, are out there now. And it's big a, shout out, big, big, big shout out to Tippy. Oh, Tippy's great, uh, and he'll definitely be back on the show uh, very soon. Um, He's absolutely killing it. He's killing it. Yeah, he is. Um, <clears throat> so the figure itself, I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, you could probably count 
over the past 20 years, maybe on both hands and both feet at this point, but that's not a lot of figures. Well, when you think... <laughs> we'll get as many of them in as possible. Um, yeah, the amount of figures that have blood on them, because uh, obviously bigger companies. So, I mean, you know, not necessarily the case now because, you know, let's face it, AEW were able to do it with exclusives and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, you can still, it's very rare that an action figure will have uh, blood as part of its design. And it almost seems to me that it's a necessity uh, for, for this figure to make it as... Uh, definitive as possible i mean please correct me if i'm wrong with this but obviously you know largely credited with inventing the death match he founded fmw uh but like when we look at the the figure it has all the the hallmarks of one of these retro figures in that style uh you know it will rotate at the wrist both arms move um the legs don't move but again that's you know how it should be for that style of figure um and he has his uh, clenched fist, and both of both of his fists, or oh, no, actually, at least one of his fists has a uh, no. Both fists have blood on them, um, and you know, completely uh, as an outsider with this, it looks really cool. Like it, it, the thing is, when I was a kid, if I didn't know what a figure was, or if it wasn't specifically a wrestling figure, as long as they looked cool, they would be used in like a Royal Rumble or in a storyline or something like that, and. Uh, you know, the Onita figure just looks badass. He looks like you would just, you know, take your head off, basically. Uh, absolutely. Um, and by all accounts, the, this figure would, <laughs> it would do that. It's it's already it's already in the right position to do that um, with either arm, really. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the fact that there's blood on this figure just takes it up that extra notch, you know, in the way that the Gangrel figure did as well. Mm. You know, it, it's it's the it's the extra little bits of care that Chella Tippy um, put into these things, the the concepts, the figures themselves. I mean, the the attire is bang on for many different matches, to be honest. But it's uh, the the ev- everything about it is exactly what it needs to be. Well, do you and think that's the best thing about this line? Yeah, the whole, the whole line is everything is exactly how it needs to be. From chatting with others as well, because uh, Onita has had obviously different looks over his long career. Th- I'm guessing this is the figure, like you say, his biggest matches, his most well-known matches, and again, the, you know, this line is about celebrating their most, you know, I guess successful periods in wrestling um, mm-hmm. or their most well-known. At the very least, so you feel that this this is the figure to have, sort of thing. If if there's going to be Onita, you wouldn't have him in like a different gear or anything like that. So Onita's looks are pretty much defined by two different ones. There's this, which is prime, um, prime Onita, prime, um, you know, no rope exploding bar by a death match Onita, mm-hmm. and then you've got the later version of Anita where he's kind of just like a street punk like how Kai and Tai were um, back in 98 when they first debuted yeah um, you, know. you know Japanese street punks in, in quotation marks that's how Anita looked uh, in his in his later kind of um, 
almost trash and tradition kind of because obviously in this in this figure he's he's got you know his his trunks his boots his knee pads his tapes are his um wrists are uh, taped um for in the later look he's just got street clothes on so from this time period this figure is absolutely what it needs to be because this is exactly what he wore mm. And that later time period, what again? I know bollock all here. So, like, is that like attitude era kind of? Would you say that like again? Asking completely randomly, early kind time, which people forget about that they were meant to be that kind of like street gang kind of feel. Were they influenced by Onita? Um, and in your opinion, how much of Onita's influence ended up in WWF? Like, was that largely through, like, say, the Cactus Jack matches and all that kind of stuff? Right. Well, okay. So, as you mentioned, Onita founded FMW. Um, so, without FMW, there is no hyperbole. There would be no ECW. Right. And without ECW, there obviously wouldn't be an Attitude Era. So... I don't think I'm being too bold here if I'm saying that Anita is like one of the cornerstones of, I mean, he definitely is one of the cornerstones of like hardcore deathmatch style. Mm. But to say that, to say that he's one of the main influences of an entire generation of how wrestling went I don't think it's an, over, an, an overstatement at all, really. No, that's, that's that's fair enough. And again, like I say, I don't mean to sound like ignorant when I say that I don't know anything about FMW and stuff like that. I just, I kind of don't like, you know, I, I have very specific things that I like um, when it comes to wrestling. Um and it just happens to be a lot of American stuff. But, the, you know, like you say, I mean, just from watching like WCW from the early Nitro period, when you'd see like Dragon come over or, you know, uh, Great Sasuke or names like that, um, you can see generally what, you know, the influence that Japanese wrestling in all forms had on American wrestling. And mm-hmm. it certainly wouldn't be as colorful or as it potentially as interesting, especially on the undercards. Um, if it wasn't for a lot of Japanese names that came over at that time, I totally agree. I totally agree, and it's you know it's it's a combination of all the wrestlers throughout the world combined. You know, because Japanese wrestlers tend to go on excursion to Mexico, mm. and then they bring that style back, and then that kind of influences everything that they do, and then therefore everything that happens in the world of wrestling after that. So people like Hayabusa, for example. Excurred, excurred, yeah. <laughs> went on excursion to yeah. um, CMLL and came back with a, you know, a mask and a, uh, you know, a, a style all new. It was, it was pura wrestle and lucha in perfect harmony. And then, you know, that's kind of how the style has gone from then. You know, I feel that we've probably especially with my absolute no knowledge of like covered everything that we could with Anita, you know, talking about the figure and everything as well. And you've been like a massive help with this as well. And would very much look forward to having Brett on next week to do a real deep dive on Anita. Uh, 
you know, and like I say, I'm looking forward to learning a lot of stuff and I need to do my homework as well, uh, to be honest, because I, I didn't know about the Unita figure uh, too long before its announcement as well. And I was kind of like, oh no, what do I do? Um, <laughs> so I'm so glad that I have a well of friends who are knowledgeable in stuff that I am not knowledgeable in. And uh, yeah, so I thought, like I say, best to be honest, Onita, not my area, but I, you know, I know for a fact that this is going to be a huge seller. Look, if the Hayabusa sold out, this is going to be equally as hot of a figure uh, because I, I understand how hardcore the fan base is and the fact that something like this is going to be made available. You know, there might be stuff in Japan, but that stuff might be hard to get now or certainly expensive to get. And that is not what Chell is about. They want to make things affordable and accessible and, uh, you know, like I say, be as open as possible to servicing the the collector's needs of various different styles, and they do it well as well. So, yeah, that will be, you know, please check out chelladtoys.net and check out uh, this uh, Instagram, the Turnchuckle Instagram, for any future updates. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, seeing more from Chella in that style. So the, uh, the Greg Valentine figure... Uh, which will be a wrestling trader exclusive. Now we're going to be getting more into Greg Valentine as well. This is kind of like a recap. Well, not a recap show, just kind of like a, you know, uh, presenting the news, I guess, uh, you know, as we do more wrestler interviews, as we get, you know, guys from Chella, more special guests on and the quiz as well, which I'm very excited about. Um, the Greg Valentine figure for me from head to toe is just perfection. Uh, and this is just going again from Tippy's uh, drawings. Like what I love as well is that he puts effort into not just the the figure, but the actual artwork is a work of art that could be framed. Um, and I, I would imagine—I don't want to put words in Tippy's mouth, but I'm guessing like you know those things might be available to you know for those who may want one. Again, I apologize, Tippy, if that's not the case, but. <laughs> I would certainly love a couple of these framed and on my wall, uh, especially the Bull and the Carno figure. But um, the the Greg Valentine figure, now Rhythm and Blues uh, began just before WrestleMania 6. And, uh, you know, Greg Valentine didn't want to dye his hair. Then all of a sudden, Jimmy Hart, according to Greg, stood above him one day with a bottle of hair dye and was like, yeah, it's, it's happening, mate. And... Uh, they sang at WrestleMania six and had that legendary feud with the Bushwhackers. And um, it was, you know, the, the music died too quickly, uh, not long after Survivor Series. Uh, and this was on a Madison Square Garden show. Greg Valentine turned face uh, by knocking about Jimmy Hart and uh, Honky was gone. He was advertised for the Rumble and uh, he wasn't in it because his last his last recording was in December but they, it was four weeks worth of uh, recordings because he was on the commentary team with Vincent Piper. And by the time of the Rumble, a week before, he was still on commentary, but he was already gone by that point. So we never got the blow-off match between Valentine and Honky. And uh, Valentine ended up facing Earthquake at WrestleMania 7. But as you know, the original uh, Greg Valentine in this style was shown on catalog adverts. And that's pretty much it. And, uh, you know, collectors... Uh, with a lot of money, we're able to get the hands on it. And uh, from what I've heard, they won't show the back of the jacket because they don't want people making like-for-like prototypes of it, trying to sell it as real, which I kind of understand. 
Uh, so they won't say whether the Eagles on the back or anything like that. But uh, after that, many years later, uh, the the classic superstars uh, version of it, which was basically just a repaint, and uh, the attire probably not as most well known attire uh, for that with the yellow, with the mustard yellow boots, and it didn't come with a jacket. It came with a guitar, but uh, you know the hair wasn't like quiffed or anything like that, and it could have been much better than what it was. But this figure in particular, um, you know, he has his shades, he has his quiff. He has multicolored notes on his jacket, which is great. He has the belt as well, uh, in black trunks with Greg written across them, and only the lonely written on the back. Uh, who sang only the lonely? Was it Buddy Holly? I could be wrong. Don't write me Not letters. Sure. Yeah, don't write me letters. Yeah, what's your knowledge of fifties music, Lance? Um, Mark Lamar. <laughs> uh, wasn't he from Kachigugu? Or... Uh, no. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Quite frankly, no. <laughs> Adjudicators. Mark, Mark Lamal. Somebody make that. Somebody make that. Tippy, make that. <laughs> Mark Lamal. Jim will paint it. <laughs> Mark Lamal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they did it right. They didn't give him the pads, unlike another previous Greg Valentine figure. And um, he's got his two hands for gripping. Um, and the guitar is amazing as well. I mean, you know, just the effort that went into this guitar, it's got the heart on the top of the, the headstock and it has a hammer on the guitar and the guitar is shaded. Um, it's even got the, the fret, um, dots. God, I play guitar. I should know what they are better. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, he's got the Eagle on the back, which is multicolored and, uh, the GV on his uh, boots as well. So it, it's, ah, oh, this is possibly for me, the most exciting uh, release from Cella. Uh, like from what you've seen so far, do you have a most exciting release or something that you're looking forward to most? Oh, um, from, from Cella, honestly, the Joe Whites. Um, which was, uh, style. yeah, which, which was a ringside exclusive as well. So yeah, this this show was kind of just a, a quick review of um, obviously the Onita figure, which is big news from Cella. And uh, like I say, looking forward to having Brett on next week and we'll uh, definitely get more into Onita. And uh, I'm just personally hugely excited by the Greg Valentine figure. And I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. I mean, the pictures are out there, but I just wanted to explain the importance of the detail on the figure, uh, you know, in relation to the previous uh, figure in that style. Uh, it's it's just wonderful. I can't fawn over this figure enough, and it's only in you know uh, blueprint stage at the moment. Um, and I'm sure we'll be seeing updates on that soon, as well as many other uh, the many other names that have been announced as well. But yes, I want to thank you for listening to this show. So much more to come with wrestler interviews, uh, deep dives, uh, lots of news, and uh, and quizzes as well. We will be introducing the quiz. Uh, with members of uh, the Cella team and uh, the Grapple Arcade team as well. I will be Quizmaster. I will be stern, but fair. And um, the questions won't be too hard, I don't think. There may not be any Onita questions. <laughs> so, you know, I might be terrible at that, but uh, I think Lance has got to take part. Oh, I'll, I'll be there. I'll yeah, be we, there. I'll we, win. I'll be there. <laughs> We've been a part of some successful quiz teams before. We got screwed out of one of them. But um, now nah, we now nah, we won. It was uh, it was retroactive retroactively given to us. Was it? So uh-huh. when I didn't know about this. Yeah, a couple of days later, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs>
We'll sort it in post. Well, I didn't win a bloody prize, I'll tell you that. Um, no, but like surely the surely the, the prize now is years later finding out that you actually did win. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So what the other people in the other team, did they find out they didn't win? I mean, again, they didn't bloody give us a prize, so there we are. Nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, one, we won. <laughs> the point is we won. Um, so yes. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the official Cello Toys podcast. It's a quick one, but uh, Lance has very much uh, saved the day and uh, provided some valuable Unita knowledge, uh, which I would not have been able to help out with. Uh, so I do very much thank you, Lance. And where can people find you? Um, they can find me wherever they look at the skies. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, I'm not really a social media kind of guy. So. Um, and if I am, I'll be under a different name. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. That may, that's going to make people want to find you more. Yeah. Um, well, I'm 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 tagged in whatever whatever posts uh, this will this will be. So if you if you pay attention to the posts, then you'll pay attention to what the tag is. <laughs> there you go. I, I like um, the mystery. I like the mystery. So yeah. yes. Uh, we will see. <laughs> we will see you all again soon on the official Cello Toys podcast. Do check out cellotoys.net for all news about the Bone Christian Wrestling uh, Bone Christian Wrestlers line, uh, the Wrestling Megastars line, the British Wrestling Icons line, and so much more, and including fan polls, including the poll that will go up quite soon on which British Bulldog attire um, you would like to see in that style there's wcw 93 there's allied powers 95 or there's heart foundation 97 so three very good choices i say but yeah i would say you should go with uh, wcw 93 because that's the atari war it gets in leisure center the time that i saw him one time and when my mom met diana hart in the toilet um hey that's that's the only metric i go by (laughs) and i did meet keith gillespie once as well so um (laughs) on that note we will see you all next time. Please enjoy Roy Orbison's Only the Lonely. <laughs> Sleep well.